Support for Veterans Corner on Sun Radio is made possible by M&M Printing and the Observer News of Ruskin. Welcome to Veterans Corner, a show dedicated to providing information to all those who have served our country's military and to their families. Now, here is your host, newspaper columnist, management trainer, and Air Force veteran, Bill Hodges. Hi, I am Bill Hodges, and this is Veterans Corner Radio. Every January, February, I try to do something I think very special. There's only, depending on which survey you look at, between 7 and 16 million of us that served in the military that are still walking the earth. And the important thing here is to understand that if we don't stand together, we're going to be hung separately. It's important. And if we stand together, one of the best ways is to join one of the military organizations. And over the months of January and part of February, I have a chance to interview the commanders of these various organizations. Today, I have with me Joe Parsetich, and he's the national commander of the Disabled American Veterans, which I am a proud lifetime member. Welcome to the show, Joe. Well, thank you, Bill, and uh, hello to all your viewers and listeners. It's a pleasure to be with you. I guess I sort of started out at least the first time with Commander, but you seem more like a Joe than Commander, so we'll go with that. Well, good, Bill, because I am. You know, uh, the Commander is a fancy title, but you and I both know that even in that role, if you want the true title, it's servant, because I have the privilege and the honor to be the voice and image of all my brothers and sisters who have served and to represent them every place I go. So, but yeah, serving my fellow veterans is just an honor. Well, I'm a huge supporter of DAV and DAV has been very, very good to me. My first claims that I filed for the disabilities that I have as a result of serving the military, I filed through DAV and the person that helped me with it was one of the DAV members, Daryl Kratz. And Daryl, he's just a phenomenal guy. And he stayed on my back until I said, okay, I'll go ahead and file. And after that, uh, I had our county people help us. Uh, and I, I think that every county in the United States has a VSO, at least one. Mm-hmm. And in most counties anyway. So if you don't know where to get help, and you can't find the DAV locally, Look to your county. Is that right, Joe? You know, and even more so than that, Bill, because in some of your frontier states like Alaska or Montana that I live in (laughs) don't have county service officers. But if you just go to our, you know, our website is so easy to access with just six little letters, DAV.org. And we'll get you plugged into a service officer, regardless how remote or, you know, how urbanite you are. Um, because like you said, Bill, it's, it's just such a convoluted mess as far as trying to figure out how to navigate filing claims. And one of the pleasures and privileges that we have is helping the veterans be able to do that very thing is free of charge, as you well know. You don't have to be a DAV member for us to represent you to file a claim. And with the constant changes, like with the um, passing of the PACT Act, we have many new things that are now available to the veterans that were not prior to August 10th when it was signed into law, that the service officers are up to 
date on that where some of the veterans might think they might have applied years past and feel that they're ineligible for those new benefits. So that's why you want to get plugged in with the service officer. And I'm with you 100%, Bill. When it comes to DAV, our track record speaks for itself. We're pretty proud of that. If you look at filing a claim, the DAV is very helpful. Any service officer is good. I tell people constantly, don't go to attorneys until after you've expired all the possible ways of filing a claim, because for the most part, our service officers can help them and there's no charge. Although I will say you this, when I filed my first claim, I got my first check. I took that check and bought a lifetime membership in DAB. Well, we're pretty proud to have you as one of our members, Bill. Our members, unfortunately, in order to be eligible to join DAB, has to have a service-connected disability. Many of the veterans who do not have a service-connected disability, they're not eligible to be an actual DAB member, can still join our DAB auxiliary, which is an integral part of our organization. So having that kind of support, as you well know, Bill, through all the organizations that you visit with, the more the members, the louder our voices on Capitol Hill when we're trying to get yes. legislation passed for the benefit of the veterans and their families. So we really appreciate as far as when people like yourself and others join our ranks. You know, one of the other things they could do, Bill, as far as to have their voice heard on Capitol Hill, even non-veterans, DAV has what's called a CAN, or stands for Commander's Action Network. Any citizen, whether it be a veteran or not, whether it be a DAV member or not, anybody can sign up on that if they go to our website, log in your name and address, and any veteran's bill that is pending, okay, all the member that signs up for this has to do is just press one button. It goes out to their respective legislators, to their senators, and to their congressmen, encouraging them to to get on board and support that bill. So that's one way that all of your listeners can really help support the veterans within their communities all across the nation. And that's so important to speak up. You know, that's why I say there's only uh, 350 million people in the United States. We're a very small, tiny little fraction of that. And without the support of all the people who are the other part of that 350 million, we'd get nowhere. Yeah, it's very true. And, you know, one of the things I'm kind of excited about today, I figured a shout out for some of your listeners, the PAC Act that many people have a little bit of knowledge of, one of the major things that's exciting about it is that it's going to reduce a lot of the bureaucratic obstacles uh, for about an estimated 3.5 million veterans who seek the benefits due to the exposure from burn pits uh, when they served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Plus, it also widened for our Vietnam veterans, not only did it add an additional presumptive hypertension, which is long overdue, but it now includes not just Vietnam boots on the ground, but also Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Guam, American Samoa, and also the Johnson & Toll. So there's a lot of benefits that are coming from this. And the biggest thrust that we have right now, Bill, and hopefully your listeners encourage your legislators, is getting this PACAC fully funded so that we can roll it out right now. It's passed. And now it's just a matter of making sure that we have the funds as far as to be able to fulfill um, the provisions within it. What made me sit up and take listen was the width and breadth of this PAC Act. This thing is huge. It's probably the largest piece of veterans benefit information, an act that's come out 
in the last 30 to 50 years. Very true. That, you know, and we've had so many monumental things. And you're right, Bill, this is the biggest piece of legislation in about the last 30 to 50 years. But, you know, you look at how long we waited for the Blue Water Navy Act to get passed. To, you know, many of those sailors went to their graves without ever feeling validated or families getting the benefits. The Deborah Sampson Act addressing our female veterans that have been long overlooked as far as in many areas. We go on and on. So DAB along with other stakeholders, have led the fight as far as get these pieces of legislation passed into law. But the ongoing battle continues with making sure that the VA is fully funded so that we can complete what we started. You know, when I speak before any veterans group, one of the questions I always ask is, if you think you have a claim, when is the time to file it? And there's only and the one... Time would be now. Yeah, right that's now. That's the only... It's the only answer I'll accept. And I've had people over the years say, well, yeah, I filed a claim, but it got turned down. Mm -hmm. But I've encouraged those same people to look at the claim they filed, look at the PAC Act, which has opened up doors all over the place. Are those going to be approved now? I have to refile? You know, there's going to be some interesting things happen. There will be a lot of interesting things, Bill. And people wonder how far back retro payments are going to go. When they finally do get approved, to go back into the signage of the actual law on August the 10th. Okay. That being said, however, you know, your generation and mine, because we're about the same age, are faced with, you know, veterans that many times I hear uh, the young veterans need it more than we do and this and that, you know, and it just breaks my heart because veterans in the Vietnam uh, era. I know it's been beat to death, but the way that they were treated by not only the federal government, but the citizens, a lot of times they just want to be left alone. And what they don't realize is that their families are the ones, if they're not going to do it for themselves, at least do it for your families, because they have earned these benefits. This is not something they're entitled to. These are things that they have earned uh, by paying a very severe price. You know, it's interesting you should say that. Senator Rubio asked me to speak before a veterans group here earlier in the year, Vietnam veterans. And I started out with saying, your sacrifice bought us the respect that the rest of us are getting today. Thank you for your service. I appreciate what you've done for us. Their sacrifice of being literally stepped on and spit on bought that respect we have today because the nation as a whole was so reviled looking back at what happened to them. And it's not an easy thing for them, but by God, we owe it to them. Having gone through that, every time someone says to us, thank you for your service. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think so much of that came, Bill, from, from misinformation that the American public were, were buying into. You know, the military, one of our publications that we're very proud of and very appreciative to have the Stars and Stripes, many of those reporters never went over to Vietnam. They're writing accounts from stateside offices, and I'm not sure where they're getting the data that they're making these accounts on, but the reports, as we're reading them, those of us when we were in Vietnam said, what are they reporting on? This is not what's going on over here. So the misinformation that the general public was getting, along with other people who were anti-protesters you know, and things of this nature, anti-war fanatics that were stirring the pot, made a very hostile nation, not realizing that if we were not over there, then trust me, the three powers would have come over here eventually. <laughs> Without a doubt. And, uh, 
So it's just a matter of keeping a fight on somebody else's soil. And unfortunately, the little countries are the ones who get scarfed up by the three biggies. My guest today is DAV National Commander, Joe Parsetich. And Joe, we've got about two minutes to go. Is there something I haven't asked you that you'd like to put out about DAV? I know you could probably go two more hours, but my, I could. But my I, producer will kill me. So, Oh, well, we don't want that, Bill. We're going to around for the long haul. You know, we're coming out of a period over the last few years that so many things have changed. Our generation, yours and mine, have learned more electronic stuff than we ever thought possible. Young people, I always tell my grandchildren that, I said, Grandpa's saving up for your eye surgery. And he said, what eye surgery is that, Grandpa? I said, well, every time Grandma or I ask you a question about our cell phones or the computer, your eyes just kind of roll. So I figured it must be one of the muscles that are kind of acting up. But DAV was proud to, with what you folks down in Florida and other southern states have gone through. You know, last year alone, we provided $1.3 million plus as far as for victims of hurricanes and, and other catastrophic situations, over 550 supply kits, you know, and just one final shout out before I lose you is coming up in March, the VA and DAV collaborate on two events each year, the golf clinic and this March on uh, the week of March 25th is our winter sports clinic over at Snowmass, Colorado. So if you want something that's going to be uplifting when it comes to people with the right attitudes despite their challenges in life, come out there and see how some of our blind veterans who were amputees and things deal with the slopes in Colorado. Their skiing ability is second to none. It just inspires you something fierce because while we're over here complaining about a little boo-boo or a headache, you know, you look at these veterans who have serious challenges in life and it just makes you feel good. Well, I'll tell you what, the last time I tried that skiing thing, was in Aspen while I was stationed at Lowry Air Force Base. And, and that's the last time I'll do that. So I give them all the credit. My guest today on the program, the privilege I've had, is DAV National Commander Joe Parsetich. Joe, thanks you for being on the program. Thanks, Bill. Ladies and gentlemen, you're unique, you're special, and you're great. Tell yourself so often. And we'll see you on Veterans Corner Radio again very soon. You've been listening to Veterans Corner with your host, Air Force veteran Bill Hodges. The views expressed on this program are those of Bill and his guests and are opinions based on the best available information. In matters of law or governmental regulation, it will always be best to check with the appropriate agency. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us for the next Veterans Corner.